It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, now. here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Happy 4th of July. Micah, fireworks are one of my favorites. This is like an unbelievable holiday, and there's going to be a lot of fireworks this year. There's been a lot of fireworks in my neighborhood all week. I mean, shh, I, I, I've kind of heard some popping going off around. It seems like the city is very enthused for Independence Day. Micah, we have had tremendous guests each and every week. Shout out Bruce Trampler, big fights being made. But Micah, I want to take today to go factor fiction, and I'm ready to go. And hopefully, I don't know where you're going to start off with, whether it's the WNBA, Liberty, and the Aces, and the Aces look good. I'm sure that's in your list. But take it away, Micah. Let's start. Well, first off, to answer a question you asked me last week, a shout-out, Paul Macbeth. He is the top disc golfer that you guys should all be paying attention to. <laughs> Wanted to get that on fact. No, we left you hanging last week because I was having a brain moment right there. Couldn't think of the name, but there it is. Now, fact or fiction, Ilya Taporia put himself right into title contention with that dynamic performance against Josh Emmett last week on ABC. Right away, you start with MMA, Micah, which I knew you were going to. I don't know why I knew. I just figured I knew. Are you in Vegas next week by any chance? In Vegas next week. Hopefully two weeks after that in Utah. Volkanowski, Yair Rodriguez. But let's stay on the question. Yes, fact, great showing. Great showing. But is this throwing him right into title contention? Not yet. So fiction. I don't know. If Volkanovsky retains and wants to stay at 145, I think Taporia is the next title challenger. It's somebody that he hasn't beat that's there in the rankings, and it's hard to have a cleaner performance. It's hard to almost add on to what Yair Rodriguez did. But what Yair did against Josh Emmett was spectacular. And now Taporia came out and just dominated. Mike, I don't know how many fights you've seen where you've seen a 10-7 round, but what Ilya Taporia did, it verges on almost want to say that transcendent word, but it's just short of that. How much expectation and potential now it looks like the Spaniard has. Let me see. Let me just tell you how tough a 10-7 round is. That's two knockdowns in a boxing match. Not one knockdown, Micah. Two knockdowns in a boxing match to get to 10-7. Dominant. Nearly finished a bunch of times in an MMA round to get to 10-7. <clears throat> Switching gears. Stan Kroenke can reign right now as the top owner in all of sports. Right now, fact. Definitely L.A. Rams win the title. What, two years ago? Two Nuggets years ago. now. Champion. I think he's won one with the Colorado Avalanche. Ding, ding, ding. Micah. Do you got the last name? Colorado Monmouth, the, the National Lacrosse League. Lacrosse That's champion. four major titles within a three-calendar year span. Talking about the champion of champions right now. And talking about champions, it's nice to see that we're having so many title fights back in the state of New Mexico on the boxing side of things. Yeah, Diamond Boy Matthew Griego fighting for the NABA title. That's going to be August 5th, New Mexico State Fairgrounds. I know Abraham 
has a title fight coming up in a couple of weeks, Micah. Defending one belt and another belt on the line. One and little WBC trinket. That one is up for grabs. And IBF, I believe, is on the line. So it is good to see that these talented prospects we here have here in the state are both getting these opportunities to shine and get that recognition and get towards those big paydays. Now, also talking about the boxing world, said it before, say it again. We have to put some respect on Tim Zhu's name. Absolutely, fact. And not just respect, Micah, but look, they just made Charlo Canelo. Okay? Charlo's going to fight Canelo September 15th. You have Tim Zhu that's right there. I think right now, Micah, the fight, and maybe because we know the guy, but Brian Mendoza, Tim Zhu, would be the fight right now. It would seem to make sense because they've both been calling out Charlo. Charlo intersects, and who could blame him for going for the biggest pot of gold in the industry? So that would leave me to say that Mendoza Zoo, uh, Brian Mendoza possibly going down to a hostile environment in Australia for a mega fight. That seems like it would all make sense. And it would make sense if Wilder and Ruiz could work out these negotiations and finalize what they got going on. Yeah, that's a fact. I hope they do. And, you know, Deontay Wilder still has power, Micah. How long has it been since his last fight? Two years now? It's been too long. Yeah, that, that's what you just said. It's been too long. I've seen him more recently on ESPN talking about fighting Fran- Francis Ngannou than I've seen him in a boxing ring. Yeah, and, and that talk needs to stop. I mean, I'm tired of hearing all these gimmicks. Mike, I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear John Jones, Tyson Fury. I don't want to hear Nganu and Wilder. I don't want to hear any of that anymore. Are, are we over Musk versus Zuck, or, or are we still pumping that one? No, I, that's different. That, that's uh, different. Elon so that's Musk possible. fights Mark Zuckerberg in an MMA cage. What about a bare-knuckle boxing ring? That will be the highest pay-per-view grossing event ever. They should just do it free. They have enough money. You know what? Free event. <laughs> no, Mike's having a funny bone out here say, saying they should do that one for free. But wouldn't Wilder versus Ruiz just be an incredible stylistic matchup? You got the body puncher versus the guy that wants to stay long and look for the big knockout. I, I, it's a good fight fact. Is it something that I'm anticipating? No. Um, I'm more anticipating fights like Spence Crawford, Canelo Charlo. That's what That's what I'm looking forward to. Did Canelo Charlo now succeed in taking step over Spence Crawford as the most salivating fight on the calendar for boxing fans? I'm going to say fiction. I still think the buildup for Spence and Crawford has been five years, Micah. Five years in the making. We've been talking about, I want to see Earl Spence against Terrence Crawford. And as good as Charlo is, I think Canelo uh, wins a unanimous decision. This one, Spence Crawford, is a coin flip. It's a coin flip. What is Benavidez? What do you think Benavidez? Is it Andrade? What does Benavidez do right now while you're waiting for Canelo? Yeah, you take a fight. You try to make some money. And I don't know if he ever gets Canelo. I really don't. If Canelo beats Charlo, what's really next for Canelo? Bivol? He's going to want to beat Bivol. It's a three-fight deal with PBC. Gives you two more options there under the PBC umbrella. They obviously have a plan, win, lose, or draw, to get moving forward. There's Sal behind the glass. Sal behind the glass in studio. Always good to see you. 
Sean Strickland, we're going to see him this afternoon in the octagon taking on a risky challenge, the unranked, unranked Abus Magomedov against the number seven, Sean Strickland. This is really a make-or-break fight for Strickland because you lose against an unknown, and it's devastating. Yeah, that's a fact, and this is dangerous. This is Davis, and Magomedov, take you guys back, 19 seconds, his debut in the UFC. Front kick, left hook, ground and pound, over. That quick, he's the boogeyman in the division, no one wants to fight him, and Sean Strickland likes to fight so much, I've seen recent videos, two-on-one in sparring, bringing in guys from off the street that said, hey man, I'll fight you on Twitter, he said, hey, show for the gloves. I guess that guy had guts, it wasn't a smart decision, though. Sean Strickland will bring the fight. Who knows if he made the wrong decision? Micah, though. it's dangerous. Trying to bring up Buster Rhymes. You saw him get honored on the BET Awards. Dangerous. No, no that's not Buster Rhymes, Micah. That would be mystical. Oh, mystical. Who used to sing that? I hate to always. Oh, I'm a music kind of scream guy. There. I'm a music guy. But Buster Rhymes deserves to be uh, one of the best. To me, Buster Rhymes is my in my top seven MCs. Honored at the BMT, BET yeah. Awards this past week. Well deserved. Sorry. I'm a big Buster Rhymes fan. Buster, if you're listening, when you come with 50, come in the studio. We'd love to have you. Got to see them the last time they came to Albuquerque together. Oh, as a wee tyke at that time. Dame Lillard should look to get out of Portland. Uh, Mike, I'm going to say fiction. Everybody wants him out. They're talking the Heat. They're talking the Knicks. They're, uh, you hear some p- p- people have even said the Lakers. I don't know where they'd come up with the money. At the end of the day, though, Micah, I think he stays in Portland. I think they have a good enough team to make the playoffs. They just add Henderson. I mean, if you're Dame, get paid, stay in Portland. If you're trying to get a ring, I don't know if you get one in Miami or if you get one in New York. I don't I don't know. It really depends on how free agency plays out. He probably gets moved more towards the free or the trade deadline, I'm thinking, because they're targeting bringing back Grant. They're targeting trying to acquire another name who I want to bring up here. So it all depends on what they can do because right now they're overloaded at the guard spot. You got Henderson, you got Simons, now you got Dame, and not one defender out of those three. Harden for Dame? Harden wants out of Philly, they're saying. He was looking at trade options. I don't see that. It's a bad trade. Harden to the Knicks? You might be able to do that depending on the expiring concert contracts, draft picks, if they want J.R. Barrett or not. Financially, they could make it work. If you're looking at Miami, depending on if you want any of those guys, you could financially make it work. Here's the thing, though. Are we wanting to keep what James Harden's going to be or who James Harden was in the playoffs? Because during the regular season, he led the league in assists. During the playoffs, he did not. Well, Michael, that's irrelevant. At the end of the day, if you're James Harden and you want to get paid, then go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Do Do you see where I'm going with this? Go to a team. Go to the Orlando Magic. Well, they right have now- enough money to pay you. Well, he can't go. He opted in. $35 million. Now it's up to Philly to keep him or trade him, knowing that his contract is coming up, and he could walk, and you could lose the asset for nothing. Do you take the risk? I don't know, Micah. I, I, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you should have already won two. Is Draymond gone from the Warriors? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say fact, and believe this or not, because nobody believes me. Somehow, some way, I think they work a deal. 
money-wise, where he ends up with the Lakers. Well, that would be contrary to all that's going on right now because the rumors around the Lakers say that Brooke Lopez might be closing in on a deal, that they're going to want to bring back Reeves, Hachimura, and also possibly pick up Brown, who was such a pivotal part of the Nuggets bench. So if you're able to do that and boast of the lineup, I don't think they fit Draymond, but Portland, Detroit, Memphis, and Sacramento all have salary cap space available, could use an adult in the room that can move the ball around, and that is the second-best defender in the league. Well, if he goes to Sacramento, I think Sacramento's the second-best team in the West if he goes to Sacramento. That's a possibility, and there had to be a reason why they've cleared $36 million of cap space. They did it just during the draft. All of a sudden, Sacramento looking to become a player, and I think it would be to get Draymond, because imagine the two-man game between Draymond and Sabonis, the two best passing big men in the league. Smart loss will hurt the Celtics, not just defensively, but chemistry-wise. Yeah, that's a fact, Micah. Why get Przingis? I don't know. Only they know. Brad Stevens probably knows why they went and got Przingis. For a team that shot too many threes, to pick to pick up another guy that shoots too many threes and doesn't really like to play the five, I understand the move if Przingis could replace Williams, who's had the bad knees. But without that rim protector, adding another three-point shooter doesn't make sense to me. It's a tough business, Micah. You mentioned it. We got it. What we saw last night, best regular or a couple nights ago, best regular season game of the season in the WNBA, and the Aces' liberty is just a preview to what we're going to see in the final. That's a fact, and the Aces are unbelievable. I'm telling you right now, Micah, if you haven't seen the Aces – the WNBA, they're the real deal. It was like watching Showtime Lakers with Magic. Um, the way they run the floor, the jumpers, the the pass precision, the the it, incredible. I mean, incredible basketball watching it. You got Candace Parker, she can get it going. You got Plum, she can get it going. You got Gray, she can get it going. Oh yeah, don't forget Wilson, probably the best player in the league. That's Did a you fact. see the way that she's getting? Jump balls now. Just defending like a beast out there. Do you think that Brianna Stewart and the Liberty can make it competitive, though? That's fiction. And I'm telling you, after I saw that Aces game, I forgot who I called. And I said, this is serious. This is like watching the Showtime Lakers, the way they ran the floor, the precision passing, Micah. The get a rebound and let's move the ball. I mean, that that was big-time basketball. Aaliyah Thomas was the biggest all-star snub in the WNBA. Here's the thing, Micah. Do they do captains like the NBA? They're doing captains. And they're then gonna they're going to pick the teams? Yep. Yeah, I I don't know how you leave her off. First player with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 100 assists in the team's first 15 games. Not to mention, she's the first player to ever have four triple-doubles in a season, and she just did that over the last eight days. Yeah, it's tough, Micah. But when you look at the Aces, all five of the starters should be on the All-Star team. And at least four of the Liberty, probably all five, could be on the All-Star team. There's 10 All-Stars right there on those two teams.
It's tough out there. It's tough out there. And then you do have some super rookies with the fever. You have a dynamic score in Ugo Wale yep. there with Dallas. Uh, Bri- uh, Brittany Griner is the leading shot blocker and rebounder in the league out of Phoenix. There's depth, there's excitement, but there's obviously two super teams. But in the NBA, you also have some dead teams because the Bulls are the definition of mediocrity. It's hard to say that. I don't want to say fact on that. Micah, because they still have great players. I mean, when you have DeRozan and Zach Levine, you can't use that word because they're too talented. Now, Caruso's still with the Bulls, right? At this time. Now, they got rid of Marek into Utah last year, which they should have never got rid of him. That was two years ago. We sent him to Cleveland. Cleveland sent him to Utah. Well, some moves that shouldn't have been made, but your team was – you can't say they're mediocre. Or mediocre, but you you used the word mediocrity. 12 years. You can't say that. Since the last significant playoff run, Derrick Rose, we remember you. The potential, as you put it, is not giving into the results, and the results are what we're calling mediocre. And to continue that by just re-signing Vucevic doesn't show a promise towards anything changing. Micah, the Bulls of the 90s, you can always tell everybody you were a fan. And that's why I'm still looking at buying Scotty Pippen jerseys instead of getting a Zach Levine jersey. And that's that. You know, you, you bring up a good point, Mike. I saw the other day a Pippen Bulls. I saw a Rodman Bulls. I very rarely see a Rodman Pistons, but I always see a Rodman Bulls for whatever. I've seen a couple of Rodman Spurs, but I haven't seen Rodman Pistons. Now, if I'm a Dennis Rodman fan, I'd probably want to wear the Rodman Pistons. But Rodman didn't become Rodman until the tattoos and the hair dye, and that happened somewhere in San Antonio. I don't know, Micah. I, the baller was born in Detroit, but the superstar Here, and the celebrity stay was with born, born in the Alamo. Stay with this. Are you going to get, of Durant your favorite player, are you rocking the Durant Oklahoma City, the Durant Brooklyn, the Durant Warriors, or the Durant Suns? That, that's a question only the Durant fans can answer. But if it was me, I'd probably go with the original Oklahoma City shirt. I don't know. I'd probably even try to see. Is there a Durant Supersonics that you can dig up somewhere? I don't know. Oh, see, see, that, that might be the But here's, here's the other thing, Micah. And I, I don't know much. But think about this. If your favorite player, like my two favorite players in the history of basketball are Bird and Magic. They stayed with one team. Right. The, right? Yes, they so, did. so no matter what, if you walk into any sports store today, you're going to see Bird 33 green and Bird 33 white. For Magic, you're going to see 32 Johnson in yellow or purple. And you can find a LeBron James in about eight different colors. But here's That's the difference. That's also partially because Cleveland changed jerseys like every five minutes. But here's the difference, Michael. I see LeBron James Cavaliers jerseys around town. I see LeBron Miami jerseys around town. Really? I don't see those. I've seen the Cavaliers yeah. ones. I've seen the Heat ones. I mean, I've seen the Lakers ones. I don't see the Heat I ones. I see the Heat ones. So, in all three, I would rock. I would. I don't know if you would. Now, would you rock a Shaq Lakers, a Shaq Heat, a Shaq Suns, a Shaq Cavaliers, or a Shaq Celtics? Oh, you got to go with the Shaq Magic. 
Got to go back to the pinstripes. Right. To when he was rocking the rookie of the year, taking the team on his back to straight finals as a young man, still before any of that extra weight set in. Here's the thing, Micah. Jerseys, let, let me tell you the other day, because I'm a fan, right? I'm a huge fan. I cannot see a Marcus Allen Kansas City Chiefs jersey. I just can't, Micah. I, I don't want that jersey, but I want the Marcus Allen Raider jersey. Does that make sense to you? Like, would you rather have the Joe Montana Kansas City Chief jersey or the Joe Montana San Francisco 49er jersey? Does it make sense to you? Like, when Derek Carr takes a snap this year in New Orleans, like, I don't want Derek Carr Saints jersey. But if he wins the Super Bowl, maybe. No. I don't even wear the Derek Carr Raider jersey. That's it. And because Mike wants to know your top 10 NBA selling jerseys of this past season. Yes, LeBron still the king of all. Curry coming in second. Tatum at third. Giannis fourth. Luka fifth. KD bringing up sixth. Seventh to Booker. And Morant coming off with eight. I'll give you the top eight right there. Is Embiid or Jokic in there? You don't actually have Embiid or Jokic. Wait. Not in the top 10. We get to 11 and 12 because to close who's out that who's top 9 10, and 10, Dame and Kyrie. Okay, but well, I'm amazed that you can't get an Embiid or a Joker jersey in the top 10. That blows my mind. LaMelo Ball comes in at 11, Jokic 12, Embiid 13, Jalen Brown, and the shocker of all shockers, Jordan Poole had the 15th highest selling jersey of the year this past season. Have you ever seen a six man have that many jersey sales? Here's my question. How is the Joker and Embiid not in the top 10? That blows my mind. They don't have the highlight reel, TikTok, Instagram highlight making finishes. If you look at that list, those guys were finishers. Those guys were creators. Embiid gets his points the old school dirty way, and Joker is a creator. If he had eight more inches on his vertical, they'd both be higher up on the list. Continue with Factor Fiction. Tonight is the breakout night for Jared Anderson. This will be the biggest test of his career against Charles Morton. Martin. Yeah, it's a big test. I don't think it's going to be the biggest test. To uh, date? To date, yes. Fact. And this is a breakout fight opportunity? Breakout fight opportunity. For those of you who don't know, the heavyweight uh, boxer who's incredible and has had some phenomenal knockouts. Big baby. Yeah. So it's a big fight. Yes, I'll be watching. You'll be watching. Now the question is, will everybody be watching? It's almost uh, impossible to think that Connor Bedard number one draft pick of the Chicago Blackhawks center can actually live up to expectations. I thought it was a guy. You know what? And you know what I liked about the NHL draft? You know what I liked? What'd you like? I liked the way like everybody was up there. When they selected a player, there was like 22 people on the stage. The Did whole you see entourage. I, I saw the highlights. Well, no, I think it was like all the front office it was cool. Okay. It was in it was in Nashville, Bridgestone Arena. And I just thought it was different, Micah. Like the players were in the stands. The players weren't in the like on the bottom. It was all the owners of the teams and like their front office personnel. Okay. And then when they called 
the person that was drafted, they came out of the stands. Then somebody met him, gave him a jersey. We'll see what happens with the Blackhawks. If you haven't seen, Bedard is the equivalent expectationally of Wimboyama, everybody. Last year in the amateurs, he had 57 games and 143 points scored. It's ridiculous. I know, but here's the thing, Micah, like Wimboyama, right? Do I think he's the next Wilt, Shaq, Durant, anybody? I don't know. Like, those are huge shoes to fill, right? And then... This kid with the Blackhawks, I mean, is he Gretzky? Is he Mario Lemieux? Is he is he Crosby? I like those expectations just are so enormous. Right? When you think about it, like Wembeyama, they say could be the this is what they were saying prior, Micah. The most pivotal pick in NBA history. That's but what they th- said. Think about that. This could be the biggest pick in the history of the National Basketball Association. Well, it could be. They're looking to globalize the game no, in a different way. Totally understand. And he's the biggest athlete, literally biggest athlete that they've ever seen from another country with the most skill. And for me, when it comes to hockey, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, is my number one guy. Okay? So is this kid Gretzky? And if he is, I want to see it. That's the expectation. He's Gretzky. He's Crosby. He's Ovechkin. Yeah, he's he's Lemieux. He's Connor McDavid. He is McDavid, but two inches shorter. He is in an elite list. There are only eight other hockey players on earth that have ever done what he did in the amateurs and also winning two world championships in the amateurs. He's already on a list, and five of those guys won Stanley Cups within their first six seasons. He's already on the list of eight. Can he get to the list of five? That's the kind of expectations and hype that we're talking about. And and let me just repeat. The NHL's draft was very different, Micah. That's kind of cool. It's nice to be yeah. different. It just so they they met the commissioner, and then the whole I don't know who all those people were. I really don't. But at the end of the day, it's just not the not not the guy who's getting drafted with the commissioner take a few picks and then go talk. No, they shook like twenty five hands when they were picked, and they were all on stage. But go ahead, Hotani running away with AL MVP right now. Fact, right he, now, easily. Easily. I don't want to, Micah, there's, there's, let, let, you know, I want to bring up the Cincinnati Reds real quick, right? The Braves, don't sleep on the Braves. Remember you asked me a month ago, but a month ago you asked me, should the Braves be worried? And I said, don't ask me those type of questions because the Yankees were struggling. The Braves were struggling. The Strohs were struggling. I don't think. And you said, should I be worried? And I said, Micah, don't sleep on the Braves. And the Braves ended up beating the Reds that day. The Braves look like the best team in, in baseball. It, it, and not just that, Micah. Not just that. The Braves' new stadium. I was out there, I don't know. Can't tell you last time I was there, but About a year ago. went by the stadium. Actually, shorter. And I'll be out there again in August. But the Braves' stadium is one of the coolest stadiums. And all the stadiums I visited, I really dig the Angels' stadium. There's nothing like Dodger Stadium. Don't You know I'm a Dodger guy. Nothing like Dodger Stadium. But I thought when I saw Vlad Guerrero in Anaheim, that was cool, right? 
when I saw Clemens pitch against the Diamondbacks, I thought that was cool. When I saw Bonds play the Rockies, cool. But now I got to go see these Braves and Acuna Jr. You understand what I'm saying, Micah? Acuna Jr. is quite possibly the NL MVP. But For I'm sure. talking about AL MVP because there's a pitcher that's leading the league in home runs, not to mention a pitcher that just got 10 strikeouts the other day. So you could put him as the starter at any position you want almost in that All-Star game. That's why I don't think there's another name in the AL. And yes, we're only halfway through the season, but halfway through, it's Hotani and literally everybody else since Aaron Judge ran into the wall in Dodger Stadium. Continue. We are going to continue. Continue to perfection because Domingo Herman saved his job by throwing only the 24th perfect game in MLB history this week. You know, I'm surprised there's only been 24, Micah. Only 24, four by Yankees. That's impressive. That's impressive. Nolan Ryan had seven no-hitters. See, that's just, see, you think about that. So that already puts us down to 17. Exactly. Take away the four I gave you. We already got 13 guys that we haven't named yet. And, and at the end of the day, the Yankees needed that. Not just, not just for him to keep his job, Micah. The Yankees needed that. The Yankees needed it because the Yankees were floundering the day before when you just kept stranding runners on second base and it didn't seem like anyone could make contact. Uh, Money can't buy happiness in MLB. I know where you're going with this, so that's a fact. And the Mets are the perfect example. Go ahead. Well, the perfect example is that the Mets, the Padres, and the Blue Jays All are in fourth place in their divisions. The Phillies, Yankees, and Angels are in third. And depending on how things shook out last night before we or after we recorded, the Dodgers might be in third because they're tied for second as we're recording. So when you've got the top seven payrolls floundering in third and fourth in the division, I'm telling you, this season, money can't buy happiness. Micah, I want to go back to Elon Musk against Mark Zuckerberg. Really? Okay, Go because I, I'm just... Is there going to be weight class on this? It has to be open weight. I don't believe that they're the same size nor stature. I think that Elon ha- has some size uh, on Zuck. And here's the other Here's the other thing. Man. You can't, you can't like say, hey, we're going to fight in November and expect somebody who's never cut weight to cut weight. At least we know that Zuckerberg has cut weight. He's been active recently, California jiu-jitsu circuit. So if this is an MMA fight, he might be able to surprise us. But if we get into this as a boxing match, a bare-knuckle match, I think that must size. Getting to be able to get in that inside on the pocket, lean on, Zuckerberg probably going to make the difference. He's a bigger man. I just, I, I just don't know what rules and how they're going to fight. I really don't. I don't know how you put this fight together. Dana White's working on it. Probably could be in the UFC. I'm guessing we could do eight ounce gloves, maybe shin pads. They're both amateurs. Headgear, quite possibly. You know, we don't want to damage those brains too much unless they're just kind of throwing in the towel on technology at this point. Mike, I just can't believe this fight might happen. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but we can keep hoping. Do you think Dalvin Cook will make more of an impact? than DeAndre Hopkins. They're the two big-name, late-offensive free agents out here still cycling in the NFL. Where does Delvin Cook end up? 
I think Miami's a good destination. Yeah, they, can you imagine Tua with another weapon like that? Another weapon, wide open lanes, possibly picking and choosing the spots that you give him the ball. Hopkins to the Patriots. Hopkins to the Patriots. Supposedly the Patriots and the Titans both have extended offers. And if I'm Hopkins, I, I think I'm going with the team where we know where, who the starting quarterback is. Could you imagine Dalvin Cook with the Jets? The Jets, well, Aaron Rodgers has to have the most pressure factor fiction of any player coming in to the NFL Yeah, that's season. a fact. He got his desired location with all of his desired teammates to play his desired offensive scheme. No one has more pressure than Aaron Rodgers. Dalvin Cook with the Saints, what do you think? That could be interesting. I'm just not sure about what their backfield situation is looking like. I heard that Carolina was possibly an option, but when you look at Miami, you're thinking what team could possibly need help that's going to be in that playoff scenario already. Buffalo also might be out there looking for somebody. That'd be dangerous, Mike. That'd be dangerous. Uh, NFL has a gambling problem. Well, it's, you know, I don't know what the rules and regulations are when you go to orientation, right? But I'm going to guess, uh, I'm going to guess they're pretty stringent when it comes to that. You cannot bet on NFL games, and apparently you can bet on. Other sports, but you cannot do so while in the team facility. A lot of rules. And 11 players couldn't get it, and 11 players have been suspended just this offseason with a report that also includes countless members of management also. So let me ask you this. You're saying if you're in the building. In the building. Am I understanding you correctly? Don't play DraftKings or FanDuel. And you want to bet Canelo fighting Charlo. You can't do it in the building? In the building, you can't do it. In the parking lot, on the premises, their property, not allowed. But if you walk across the street and do it, it's okay. You're good. Okay, well then, walk across the street. They should have walked across the street. You, you go, go out. Guys, take a trip down to the gas station and refuel. But the NFL needs to clarify this problem. Yeah, I, a lot of things need to be clarified, Micah. Don't forget Instagram, at MikeAdams2.0. Don't forget the merch drop. They're coming out with new hats already, Micah. We're going to get new swag already? Already. They got the 2.0 on the side. Now they're doing something else. I I saw a little um, preview. Thought they were cool. But those are going to be... That hat you're wearing right there, I would save. We got the original right here. That's the the original. edition. I I wonder if my uh, write-in to do the Mike Adams head silhouette went far or not. It didn't go far. Ah! It stopped immediately. But... The new swag, they're saying, three weeks. How cool is this? Got new swag dropping, going to be cool, and you know the place to find it, to order it. It's on Instagram, at MikeAdams2.0. Real quick, don't forget Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I want to thank, Micah, that was the quickest factor fiction. I think we just did the quickest factor fiction in the history of factor fiction. It's a lot of factor fiction. You didn't even let me get to my FIBA factor fiction. Well, and we'll get to that, Micah, at some point. Now, are you barbecuing? Like, what is that go-to 4th of July meal? That's what I need to know. Is it a hamburger? It's the hamburgers and the hot dogs. You got to have the option, and you got to have a bunch out there, the family coming over. You got to be cooking it up just as the sun is going down, and then you're lying off the fireworks. Well, here's the other thing. I didn't know it was Grimace's birthday. Did you? That that's news to me. Was it? Did you hear Grimace's birthday and they're doing shakes? 
Man, who would have known? Michael, it's your birthday coming up. Well, happy birthday to me. Right? Sal, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, Micah's birthday's coming up soon. About what, five months? Something like that. It'll be here at some point. Sal, <laughs> <laughs> behind the glass, I thank you. Micah, tell them where they can find you. My website's cagedminds.com. Across social media, you'll find Caged Minds. We've got a couple other podcasts out, MMA After Hours and Pro Wrestling After Hours. You know, every once in a blue moon, right? Have you ever heard of that saying? Once in a while in a blue moon, it's going to be a blue moon. I want to thank Joe Neal, President. I want to thank Alyssa Ryan, Preston, John Michael. I want to thank you, the listener, Mike Adams 2.0. Happy 4th of July on ESPN Radio 101.7, The T. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team.